You're listening to the PonderCast created by me, Joanna Ponder. I'm a women's empowerment coach helping women recognize their worth and wake up to a life they want to say yes and to. Head over to joannaponder.com for more information or follow me on Instagram at yesandyourlife. Enjoy the show. Hello. Hi, Tanine. <laughs> I'm so excited that you're um, on the podcast. Um, I, I'm i actually really interested because when I put out this message of I'm interested in talking to women again, to have them on my podcast, uh, to specifically talk about confidence, you yeah. said you would be interested, but that you really wanted to talk about fake confidence. I did. Hello. Hello, <laughs> Joanna. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I did. I, I got all excited about the idea because uh, I I think about these things and read about them and research about them quite a lot of mm-hmm. uh, personal confidence and my personal fake confidence mm. that I have been uh, uh, having and carrying around with me most of my adult life. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, let, let me ask you then, like, what do you mean with fake confidence? Like, what does that mean for you? Or actually, let's start, let's start with, well, no, okay, yeah, let's do that. Let's do fake confidence. Yeah. (laughs) What does that mean for you? For me, uh, personally, it's, I have always been looked at as a very confident girl, Mm -hmm. right? I have gone to the places, even intimidating at times, people have told me. So you hear that. Oh, she has got it. Even when I was younger at my home, my mom and my dad used to say, oh, she got it. She doesn't need help. She has figured it out oh, later on at school. Oh, she doesn't need help from my teachers, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, because I have been projecting that I have got it. Mm. Well, inside, I know I have got nothing. I, I don't know what am I doing. I don't know if it's wrong or not. But uh, if you want to really know why, uh, I have this confidence is because I think because I had been told that I'm a confident girl mm-hmm. as a young girl I felt that this is me mm. and if I am not it then I don't have any place therefore I have been carrying this fake confidence with me because I think without it I don't even belong you know what I mean yeah. I don't have a place this is my character this is who am I supposed to be and this is all I have to offer to make people sure they don't have to take care of me, that I have got it. And if I will take care of you if you want, but I don't need help. That is my fake confidence that I, I just discovered like last year that, oh my God, I need help and I love asking for help. <laughs> Wait, so, okay. Because I, I really resonate with that idea of um, people thinking you're confident and like that's how you project or that's how people perceive you. Um, and even at times find you intimidating because people have said that to me and I have been like, what? I'm the least confident person. Like, what are you talking about? So, um, but I don't remember necessarily like growing up. I don't know where it came from, but I, like you said, growing up, you had your parents telling you that you've got it. Like, oh, she doesn't need help. She's got it. So there was yeah. obviously it was like something that you were doing as a kid that like gave off that like why would your parents yeah. say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I so I went through this with my psychologist for mm-hmm. a long sessions to discover <laughs> all that. So basically, 
my sister was very, very needy. She was one year older than me, mm-hmm. and she was very, very needy, and she was all over the place. She needed this and that and attention and that. And I, of course, I love my family when I'm a little girl, or my king and queen, and you know everything. Yeah. So I wanted to be helpful to that family. I wanted to be not taking extra time. And as a little girl, I felt like there is no room for me here. There is no place for me here. I, I, uh, there is so much already going on in this house. I, I, I should try to take the minimum place possible. Mm-hmm. And that had helped me to manage my things by myself as a little girl, to do my own thing and not ask for help or play by myself or do my homeworks by myself, et cetera, et cetera. And slowly, slowly, when they say that I'm not asking help for homework, I'm not saying, oh, mom, I can't do my Legos. Oh, help me draw a balloon. I don't know. Uh, they are like, oh, she's got it. She doesn't need help for anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know how to draw a balloon. I don't know how to make my Lego. What I do as a, as a child is I figure it by myself. I learn to figure it by myself. You might think this sounds good, but mm-hmm. it doesn't because you don't necessarily know how to figure it. So you might get stuck in the wrong loops of mm-hmm. not knowing what you're doing, take it from a small drawing to making something to eventually uh, picking up a, a life path. Mm-hmm. You get stuck in your bad skills, in your bad ideas. You in, in your While well, all you need is like some help in tell you, oh, I can see what you are doing there, but balloon is not actually a circle. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I keep trying to do it circle. All we need to tell you is that balloon is not actually circle. That's why you're so frustrated that your balloon doesn't look like a balloon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get caught in the idea of, oh, who cares about the balloon? But the idea is that I, I look at my balloon and I hate my balloon, but I'm not asking for help. Hey, do you think there's something wrong with my balloon? No. Because I have to do it by myself. Mm. And since I was told as a child uh, that um, my mom used to tell me a lot, she would feel very sorry for my sister for some reason that she always felt that because we had one year difference, uh, she didn't get enough attention as a baby because I came right away. Mm -hmm. She had guilt with her. So therefore, she would give a lot of attention to her. And of course, my sister was also needy, so they all worked together. All this added to the idea of, hey, Tanin, you're by yourself. Right. Figure it out. Right. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so early. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, it is really um, incredible how early beliefs like that can, like, just root itself and then, like, affect us for the rest of our lives. Right. So, do you feel like, um, uh, the, that it affected you in the way of like, as an adult, you don't ask for help and stuff and you really do try to figure it out on yourself. And then are you still in that loop? Okay, like so yes, first to? question. Uh, I, I do think that it got worse and worse and up to the point that you don't even realize anymore. Mm. Uh, like I had people uh, around six or years ago coming to me and saying that, but you don't ask for help. I mean, that's why no one is helping you. And I'm not understanding what even they're saying to me, you know. Mm-hmm. So you get so so disconnected from idea of connecting with people and being vulnerable and being 
uh, needy and just being normal human being at times of, you know, not always staying strong, that you don't even realize what that world is like. It just disappears. So when they say, we don't ask for help, you look at them like, what do you mean? Why would I ask for help? Why would anyone want to help me? Why would they be interested? Will it not be taking their time? Would it be like rude? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So of my life, I was going that way. And uh, it was just a lot of personal work that I have been putting on myself in the last few years that make me realize one of the problems I have is this confident. I remember I am chatting with a friend, talking with a friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are, I, I feel like I'm being very vulnerable with her. And uh, I feel like, you know, we are connecting at some level. And I ask her if uh, she looks at me as a person who you can connect with and talk with because I'm really enjoying this conversation. And she tells me, no, because I am really intimidated by you. Wow. And that was like one of the shocks. And that happened like a year and a half ago. That really hit me in the face, like really hard. I was like, oh, okay, because in my depth of vulnerability here, yeah. someone is telling me, you are intimidating still. Yeah. That's something I have to work on. Therefore, I went I went to try to go very, very deep to see why am I projecting that uh, confidence. I mean, confidence is not bad by its own, is it? You need a little bit of mm-hmm. it to hold you. It's like an ego. There's a bad ego, but you need a little tiny bit of it to yeah. push forward. But when it makes you miserable and alone in your little bubble yeah. confident then you don't want that you don't want to feel like you're being vulnerable and still people are afraid of you afraid mm-hmm. of getting close to you so that's where i realized that yeah okay there is a problem here yeah and don't like it most importantly i do not like this i don't want to be outside different from inside inside this little mushy a little <laughs> tiny little girl you know i always see myself as a tiny little girl i know i'm tiny you know <laughs> yeah. i am definitely a small person mm-hmm. but also smaller i often look at me as a insect as mm-hmm. very very small inside and mm-hmm. fragile and very <laughs> and, and then People from outside sometimes see me differently, and this little thing is crushed inside. I need help. I want everyone to look at it sometimes, at least, as a you know, uh, yeah, we realize you're a human being that sometimes you're you know fragile and sometimes you're stronger, etc. Yeah. And it really needs help. So I found that little uh, girl who is like cornered and tiny and stuff like that. And I am trying to every day take your hand more in different situations when she needs to come out, help her to mm-hmm. uh, communicate with other people. First, it's words, right? Mm-hmm. You go and tell people literally, hey, I need help. Yeah. Even if it sounds a little bit fake, then eventually, hopefully it comes more naturally. Yeah. To... Yeah, you have to practice that. Yeah. Definitely. Um what I wanted to say, uh, or what I wanted to ask was, do you feel like, um, uh, man, I should write down my questions. I always have this <laughs> every single time. Um, 
Um, you were talking about being intimate. Oh, so why do you think that, um, for you, yeah, yeah. so why do you think that for you, it went from, um, uh, your parents telling you, oh, she's got it, um, don't worry about it, like she can figure it out, to like in your adult life, it becoming this um, thing of like, you're now projecting an intimidating vibe. And um, why do you think people think you're intimidating? Like, what is it about you that you think makes them think that? Because I've heard that about myself as well. And the funny thing is, is for me, it actually had a different effect than it did for you. For me, when I started hearing people think I'm confident and that I'm sometimes intimidating, um, I when I was like, oh, hey, that's so weird. Like that doesn't fit with how I feel about myself because I feel very insecure, whatever, whatever. And so I started thinking like, shit, if if that's what I'm projecting without even like re- realizing that, then I must be so freaking powerful without even recognizing that I'm that powerful that like it's yeah. shining through even though within me, I feel so insecure. So yeah. like for you, it had a different effect where you're like, oh, yeah. I don't want to be intimidating. I don't like I'm very tiny and I want like help. help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why it's a really good question. Uh, why it went that way? I, I think it's a matter of a little bit of a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you, uh, you are a powerful woman. Uh, I know you, and uh, that I, I, I just am not that powerful woman. My power doesn't lie in that area. Mm. Obviously, I have my own power. But it is not that I, you know, I can handle everything kind of power. Mm-hmm. It's a different type of power. Uh, what, why it went from that to this? So you, I, okay, so I, 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 I'm projecting this confidence and it comes intimidating. Why is it coming intimidating is the question. Yeah. It's because... I am defending myself, right? I'm defending myself from showing who I am because mm. I feel who I am doesn't fit in this situation and eventually in, in the life. Right. It's not good enough. And I, okay, so I'm not a confident person. I'm not at all confident. I don't, I don't believe in myself. I didn't ever believe in myself mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, believe in yourself, like all your bads and goods, you know, the real thing. Like, you know what? You make a mistake. You're a good person. Mm-hmm. You, you're still fine. You're fine. Doesn't matter. Everyone makes a mistake. Yeah. Like, be nice to yourself. Just just stop being so difficult on yourself. I, I had never been that person. I had been very hard on myself. I have always been very critical of myself. And I suppose the opposite way of that to become intimidating because in order to hide all that insecurities, I had had to put the mask of intimidating subconsciously. Mm. I insist that this was not a conscious decision. Uh, Subconsciously, my body was trying to block all those insights and project power outside Mm -hmm. to to hide it. Mm -hmm. And I, this was a power that actually I couldn't use again mm. because in my character, 
that was not my power. For your case, in your character, that was your power that you actually managed to use in some way or the other. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. use it. It's just the power that pushes people away without being able to do anything useful. Mm. It's just get away from me. I'm afraid you know who I am inside, kind mm. of. It, uh, don't get close. If you get close, you will know the 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 reality that I don't know shit. I suppose it all comes from ego, doesn't it, Joanna? Yeah, I mean, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it does everything. No, but I'm like, yeah, I have created this tannin and it's it has to be protected. Yeah. No matter what. And I my real personality that now I'm discovering loves connection. Loves just I know everyone does. I know. But like it, it really needs it. it it wants to it's still introvert mm-hmm. but it wants to be uh, more on a mellow side of things it wants to be down there helping people with you know little it wants to help people with the little things it doesn't mm-hmm. be there in the power and show mm-hmm. off who she is she wants to be down here and say make sure that everyone is fine and hopes that everyone makes sure she's fine. You know what I mean? Just like give each other little hands and make a cup of tea for this guy or that guy. This is the happy place of real me. Yeah. Uh, While I was not able to get that place before because I was not able to help people before because I didn't know I needed help. How can I help people? Oh, this is actually really interesting. I'm realizing this now. How can I be able to help people if I'm not asking for help? Yes. I, I really love to do helping yeah. people. Because, oh, oh, think about it. I mean, I have been telling myself, you don't need help mm-hmm. by yourself. What that creates, that creates a, a mentality of lack of empathy and sympathy mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. other people. Why? Because I'm growing up thinking you can do it you can do it you can do it and then I have to do it sometimes it's difficult and I'm not asking for help yeah. after yeah. of this situation I'm building up this like I did it why can't you do it why by yourself you do it? oh my gosh yes totally totally oh my god okay. yes <laughs> yeah well, yeah I, I lost my empathy and sympathy somewhere in the way because I was like I did it you do it by yourself and then your brain doesn't realize that person standing there needing help shivering because you know it becomes nasty in a way yeah. your brain uh, and that I, that that's my happy place the empathy is my happy place and i was not even living it that's because of all that thing oh my god that's a big realization that's a very massive uh, realization for sure i mean like there's a quote somewhere that says like the way you treat yourself is the way you treat others even if you Mm -hmm. don't actually realize it and I used to think like that's that's ridiculous like I treat others so well um but at the same time I was treating myself really badly and like yeah you saying that where it's like if I don't ask for help because I think like eventually I can figure it out I can figure it out or I figured it out I if I can do it why can't you do it like that judgment is there right so you're you're going to be judging other people that way as well yeah, not even judging, just not realizing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember, you know, I have two kids 
And then when the second was born, my friend had a kid too. And she came to my house so we can, you know, baby timing with each other. And she was leaving downstairs and there were stairs and she had this car seat and a baby and a bag in her hand. And I was just telling her goodbye, bye-bye, without even crossing my mind that why don't you go help her downstairs? You know what I mean? I was not even crossing my mind because I was like, I did it and I have two. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not about you, it's about her. Yeah. You know? It's so weird. Yeah, and I lost all that and I lost being able to care for people and uh well do whatever I can. I can say that I have a lot to offer all the time. Sometimes you have more, sometimes you have less. But this beautiful, happy place of mind that I always feel very warm living in, that I think that I I can make a change. I can make someone feel better about themselves. I had totally lost all that. And I tried to improvise not having that. And it was just not working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you uh, had that conversation with a friend who told you that you were too intimidating. And yeah. then that triggered you to want to change that. So you got help is that right yeah 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 (laughs) uh, next session of psychologist i was like let's talk Mm -hmm. do you think i'm intimidating and you you hear what attitude right now i had this is my attitude usually (laughs) let's talk you think i'm intimidating Mm -hmm. Uh, everyone is like no (laughs) yes you are intimidating uh i asked several people not just my psychologist i asked with different tones i asked with different uh, i experimented with the idea of bringing it up to two different people in my life older people younger people mm-hmm. my mother uh my friends uh to see what is the, their response and i figured uh well many people told me yes uh, almost everyone, and then I started to 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 notice my my tone. Mm-hmm. Why I talk like that? Why do I attack instead of, uh, you know, just asking, etc. And one interesting thing happened to me is that the only person who told me no was my mom, and that was another thing I totally made a mental note on. Mm-hmm. That was much further into my research. I have already gone a little bit deeper and I asked her, I brought the subject up and she said, no, it's good. You're good. You you should be like that. And that doesn't mean you're intimidating. That means you do it by yourself and you should do it by yourself. Mm. So because I had this background of looking into stuff, I, I kind of went Ding! a light in my head. I was like, oh, really, mom? Okay. Uh, I didn't want to frighten her because she's also very complicated. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I wanted to talk about it without making it into an argument or discussion. Yeah. So I slowly, slowly led and I realized that's her. She was the third daughter of mm. a four children family, three girls and a boy. Yeah. It was the third girl to a family who wanted a boy. Uh, she was never needed in that family. Yeah. She was just until a boy is born. Traditional Iranian mentality mm-hmm. for who are not familiar with it, uh, who they want a boy. 
and she was born and dressed up as a boy Mm -hmm. until the boy was born. My uncle was born. And uh, after that, she was just there to help the rest member. The first daughter was always the the most important. She was Mm -hmm. needy, just like my sister. (laughs) She was needy. They they have very close personalities, literally. Um, she, She was all over the place, very active, doing a lot, you know, very social and all over the place. The second daughter was just artist on her own and not needing anyone or caring about anything. Then it's my mother who has this nature of wanting to help. And that had been used for them to take for for them to impose on her a role of a parent rather than a sibling. So she's grown up growing that that's her place she has to help her siblings and that's what she does and if she doesn't do that she's not needed and that's what she told me i'm not telling you i made her say this stuff yeah by herself and she was so relieved to be able to talk about it and for someone to to actually push her there yeah and it was relieved to see that it was not her fault that she put me in that position she just didn't know better for her that's yeah. natural the first one maybe is taking care of yeah. the rest there to help yeah oh that is I mean that is amazing that you had that conversation with your mom and then that I she know. could come to that insight as well that's beautiful I so know. you're a mom as well do you feel like um you have mm, pushed your children in away as well because of how you were brought up or now that you're aware of it you're like okay I know that that's what that I did that or that I'm I was moving towards yeah. doing that um I think as a parent you know nothing <laughs> I mean there are areas that I am aware of and probably I make more attention to because of my personal experience but there are areas that I don't have firsthand experience. Mm-hmm. Probably I'm screwing those are those are <laughs> probably I as not as a parent, but as a human being, you know nothing. Mm-hmm. And parenthood is nothing separates from it. Just because you have a baby doesn't mean you have uh, created this knowledge or wisdom that just makes you do it all right. Yeah. You can try to do your best. You can try not to hurt them, but Everything we have personally comes from our childhood one way or the other. So, and all parents try to do their best. Not parents like, I'm going to try my worst today. No, but they're they trying. That's, that's why I, I have more sympathy towards my mom, which I didn't get along with at all. Uh, because now I realize as a mother, she probably felt this is the correct way of doing it. It's not her fault that she screwed up. It's because that's the way it is. People screw up. Mm-hmm. Even as, so for my children, the areas that I'm aware of, my little one is very similar to me in some ways, mm. not in a way. And there are things that I notice that he has. I have two boys. Yeah. Uh, he has that I had as a child, did mm-hmm. not an ability to to communicate verbally, and then getting frustrated and getting aggressive and the the in and I noticed that because of the signs and I'm like oh what did you want to at that time when you were a child what did you need oh I just 
needed someone to come and hug me because I don't know how to calm myself down. Mm-hmm. I, I had these experiences I had. I had a hysterical attacks. I, I was getting very tense and I just didn't know how to calm myself down as a child. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be down calm, but I just didn't know what to do. Just mm-hmm. my whole body was tense. So I noticed this and I'm like, oh, okay, I, I know that. And I know what to do. I know exactly what to do. So I go and hug him and I'm like, I'm still mad at you. You still uh, broke a rule or did something that you shouldn't do, but I love you. Mm-hmm. And this is your hug. You're still going to stay in your punishment, but I love you. Just mm-hmm. And then it works. Mm-hmm. And I know it works because I know exactly what to do then. But there are areas that I have no idea what to do, Joanna. I, I, I just try to do my best. I ask for help. Ta-ding! I ask people... <laughs> which I didn't before, this is the the area that I worked for myself. The result is that now I believe that I know nothing. I actually believe in nothing and it makes asking for help so much easily when you Mm. believe in it. So I have no ego or confidence uh, in in a bad way that would say, oh no, let's show that you are the best mother in the world and you don't need help. No. I call anyone I know. I'm like, yeah, I have this situation. Or with the mothers, I know there are psychologists in my kids' school. I talk to them, to their professional opinion. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I have this situation. What do you think I should do? Or do you have any insight? That's all I can do. Now, I know probably I'm screwing them up in some way. I just hope I give them the main things that they will need, which is believing that I love them. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only only thing I can give them is love. Mm. There's nothing as strong and useful as anything else that I can do. That no matter what, believe that I love you. That's all. And I don't care if you fail. Yeah. I just care less. Uh, if you screw up or fail, you're always uh, the same. This is the only two areas that I try to go strong. <laughs> No, yeah, I probably pushed them a little bit too much on sports because I was not a sports person and I hated it. Of course, I always try to do in their insecurities to their kids. Why don't you play sports? I didn't do. Damn it! What a family of not sports people. Anyway, but uh, we'll see how it works. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's the only way. <laughs> the only you can only wait it out, right? Like there's yeah, it's really frightening. And before. I, that that's one of the areas that I was never asking for help. It's funny because my sister is now pr- uh, pregnant and she wants my help because she thinks I'm such a perfect mom. She right. thinks that, oh, you do it all right. And I'm like, no, I don't. I literally tell her, no, I don't. But I have projected with the first two, three years of my children, I projected this I know it all type of person mm-hmm. in their situation too. I am like, no one helps me. No one helps me. I do it all by myself. No, I don't need anyone. So everyone thinks that I have done such a good job. Uh, And unfortunately, she thinks that I can help her, which is the news I have to break to her. Slowly, slowly. (laughs) (laughs) But so... It also feels like it could be very lonely, right? Because if you're always, if you were always pushing people away and trying to do things on your own, um, yeah. then you're, you you didn't let anyone in to like yeah. help you. Did you have yeah. that? Like, did you feel lonely? Yeah, a lot, a lot. I I, I had been lonely for the last fifteen years mm. of my life to to even twenty years. 
if you add the teen lives. Uh, I, I have been totally lonely, totally isolated in my bubble of confidence, which is horribly cold and lonely. Uh, it was, yeah, and even literally lonely sometimes when you get sick, you don't have anyone, you have kids to take care of, not picking up the phone and ask for help. You are literally lonely. So uh, that that's one of the hardest things. I remember once uh, both of them were sick, the boys, 40 degrees. I got their sickness because, you know, we all get sick together, obviously. Yeah. 40 degrees. And uh, first I got sick 40 degrees and I dropped them to school. I back back home and I said, okay, a few hours, I'm going to rest until their school is over. Good, good. That's all good. I lie on my bed, the school calls and said, they're both sick, come pick them up. And that was when I was living in Dubai and school was like 30 minutes drive away. Uh, I, I had to drive to get there. Uh, I, I pick up the, the car, I start driving and I arrive to school and I can't even sit. So I lie on the floor and I start crying in the middle of mm. the school. And, everyone, I, and I, I was like, maybe someone gives me a ride home. Now that they see I have crashed and no one does because I have an S. S yeah. uh, so I have to drive back home and I'm so stubborn that I don't even get a taxi. I drive. You can get a taxi, girl. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm so stubborn to prove to myself that I can do it. That uh, then, I, yeah, it, it, it is one of the worst memories of my life, this one, uh, mm. because I, I was just dead. Yeah. literally yeah and all you needed to do was ask for help and probably someone would have helped you yeah. Yeah. and i did and people get offended don't they they, they think they are not part of your life you yeah. don't realize them so you push them physically and then eventually emotionally away and increase your loneliness but is there also a part of you that's like i mean like obviously at the school you were like well i hope someone offers to drive because now you've seen me cry right so is it like for example with your family or close friends um is there this idea of like come on guys you know me like just be just be helpful just ask me if i need help rather than me coming to you to ask you for help like does that play a part in it at all no because i didn't have family around mm. uh, and no close friends at all zero mm. it might sound very sad but it's not that sad as it sounds <laughs> But I didn't at the time. No close friends of any sort. Uh, I, it was always have been only me alone and with some casual friends mm -hmm. and close friends. The idea of close friends is very new to me. I'm mm -hmm. still shocked when people uh, getting close to me this last year or two. It's like like bubbles, like little hearts of Instagram, you know, coming around. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, uh, what is happening? Are you guys okay? For me, closeness uh, was an undiscovered territory, mm. uh, which uh, I don't want to say I regret because at least I have it now, yeah. but the missed opportunity my entire life. So people didn't know me, so mm. I can't blame them. I never, even crossed my mind that they would know that I want help. Right. Uh, it's not just the area my brain would go, no. It's just my my stubbornness. Like I can do it. I right. was stuck in this stone stubbornness, literally. 
I, I hope they help me, but it was not like a big hope. It was like, will they, won't they, will they, won't they kind of hope. Yeah. Uh, so no, because I, I didn't have any anyone close to me at all, at all. Like no one knew me. And do you think the fact that you're now getting closer to people or people are getting closer to you has to do with the fact that you've been working on these issues? A hundred percent. There is no yeah. explanation for it. There is yeah. absolutely no. And it's like magic, uh, Joanna. Mm-hmm. It's like magic. You open yourself, you change one attitude, you, you become more yourself a little mm-hmm. bit at a time. And the response to it so is so immediate yeah. and so out of the blue that sometimes you stop and you're shocked. I, I don't know if you remember when you went through this stuff or uh, if you still do. Uh, for me, especially the last six months, mm-hmm. especially, uh, it's just, uh, it's so unbelievable. Because, okay, let me give you that background. The only time people ever got close to me in life is was, I, I'm straight, uh, and if men wanted to, you know, yeah. be close to me for relation or whatever reasons that was the only reason so in my head anyone who wanted to get close to me wanted that yeah uh, therefore now it's really funny because the first time a girl got close to me uh, uh and she she was just being there with me and we were talking and i felt so me and she looked like she liked me mm-hmm. it were all like so my eyes were big i was like what's happening here what is this what is this is something happening here like the feeling that a 16 year old girl that a boy likes her yeah. like oh my god she likes me she likes me uh this, this feeling of like that and it was so weird for me that just between me and the rest of the world who listens to your podcast I, I asked from our common friends, yeah. is she straight or gay? Yeah. Because for me, there is no reason anyone getting close to me if she doesn't right. want anything from me. Oh, that's crazy. I had to ask that question yeah. the first time it happened because for me, it's like, this is so new. Yeah. And it's so nice. It's so nice to be able to be you because the Mimi is... Uh, also not very communicative she doesn't write a lot she doesn't uh, call you know mm-hmm. she's introvert she likes her solitude and to be accepted with all that to yeah. be still thinking that you you can still be best friends if we like one week or, or every two weeks that that's fine yeah we still can keep our closeness and just talk with each other when we feel like it that's amazing feeling it's just wow do you think that um, because like you do you do you think that you're confident now? I think now I am starting to have the real confidence. Right. And Not so, what does what does that mean for you? Like the real confidence. Like what does that look like for you? The real confidence. Uh, to believe in myself, to give mm-hmm. value to myself, mm-hmm. uh, despite of my wrongness or wrongness, to accept myself as a whole, mm. to, 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 to whatever tanning is, is uh, and accept it and 
believe in it and give value to it. Yeah, to to know that I'm going to make a mistake and be able to go say sorry, I think that shows a lot of confidence in myself. Is like, yeah, mm-hmm. you are making a mistake. That doesn't define you. And you can go say sorry because you're confident in the fact that you are a decent person with a decent intellect, with a decent kindness and decent empathy and decent of whatever it is that you are. I don't think of myself as a much. I don't think myself, oh my God, I am something, Mm -hmm. which shows me now I have a real confidence. Right. Because I don't need to create that ego person of you or something. You're so special yeah. in order to have that fake confidence. I I know I'm nothing and I like who I am mm-hmm. and uh, I believe in it mm-hmm. for what it is, even mm-hmm. if it is nothing. And I feel I, it's hard to explain. It's more of a feeling that uh, I'm more settled, more grounded in my personality. Yeah. It's like, yeah, uh, uh, you 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 can be okay. So this example that always comes to my mind, and now it came is that uh, old Tanin, if she went outside, walked for a while, took a tram or whatever, mm-hmm. and arrived somewhere, and then looked in the mirror, realized there's something attached to her face, like a cucumber she had for breakfast or whatever. Yeah, uh, she would be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> I walked around the city night, and oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. That was the extreme, horribly, you know, ego-centered tanning. Mm-hmm. And the tanning now is if this happened, she just genuinely got to laugh about it. Mm. She's going to be like, oh, yeah, I can't believe no one took my picture. It's so cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because she knows the cucumber doesn't define her. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares if defines her or... I mean, nothing matters really, does it? It yeah. really, nothing, I don't really matter that much in the whole big uh, spectrum. Yeah. But yeah, no, it really sounds like it's like a disidentification with like the self, like the outside self, right? Which um, is a very like mindful meditation uh, approach to it. It's very Zen. It's very yeah. peaceful. It's very accepting of like, this is just who I am. And there's nothing wrong. Not, there's nothing wrong and nothing right right exactly. it's just like neutral yeah I just is it I just mean, is exactly yeah cool and confident and cozy and uh, yeah and it's not always there huh? I want to pretend that 100% of the time I have become this monk that is living in that place uh, it comes and sometimes it comes and sometimes it goes and sometimes you have to remind yourself and sometimes the you, you go back to your bad habits you know these bad habits always want to come back because they are somewhere still in your brain uh, you want to fall into them especially for a person who is new to this all um, personal development kind of uh, things yeah. it's not it always goes and comes back but there are certain things that I have found that help me bring it back. Uh, certain music that I listen to, that I listened to, to when I was in a good place. So every time I go to a bad place, I listen to them and they bring me back. Yeah. Uh, certain people I know to talk to. Yeah. Uh, meditation. Yeah. Definitely meditation helps a lot. Mm. Uh, yeah. Or just breathing. 
Yes. Just, just breathing. Oh my God, it's breathing. Breathing is great, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, dude, like, why not everyone talking about it all the time? I know, right? I know, like, I know. Run to the street, keep saying, Oh my god, I'm breathing. Like, like I, I think that this should be a thing. Like, everyone who discovers breathing should go run around and act like crazy. I did once act like crazy. Like, do you know how to breathe? Do you know how to breathe? It's excellent. Like, you see how I breathe? I, I know. Then I talk about it. Uh, and then people are like, Okay, you're crazy. So I stopped being all excited about it. <laughs> but yeah, the breathing, I mean, just one a minute, two minutes, take time and yeah. actually breathe yeah. just makes a whole lot of difference. Yeah, yeah. Becoming conscious of your breaths is like amazing. It's such a it's such a great little tool to use throughout the day as well. It's, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm like you. I'm like, I want to run out in the streets and be like, are you breathing? Do you know how to breathe? <laughs> I know. Are I you aware it's happening? Like it just happens. It just happens. Yeah. We don't even think about it, and it happens. <laughs> it just happens, and it's something that everyone knows to do, and no one yeah. does. And Many no people does. Does. Yeah. And you see them, and you notice people who are where you are already or in your bad place, and you want to help them with these little skills you have learned. Yeah. And like for me, because my attention was very inward, mm-hmm. uh, my breathing helps when I give it outwards. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I breathe. Uh, I, I exhale. Exhale is the one that you go out, right? Yeah. Inhale, exhale. Yeah. yeah. Exhale. I try to give my energy outwards. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I'm not into my head and ego. I'm there, and it works. But oh, anyone beautiful. working on different things on themselves can use their breathing to do something else. Yeah. Uh, you know, you yeah. can do anything with breathing. You can. And give it inside to calm yourself down. You can breathe and give it outside to let go of your ego, uh, yeah. whatever. You can do anything with breathing. It's magic. It's magic. It really is magic. <laughs> I, yeah, I was wondering why we need breathing for, and now I see. Because you could get oxygen somewhere else. Yeah. That's the reason, <laughs> reason behind breathing. <laughs> oxygen we could just absorb from our skin if the evolution or God wanted. <laughs> But this is the real reason. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Did we stay on subject? I hope we did. Yeah. No. I actually, I think this was a beautiful place to end the conversation. To be honest, yeah. end it on breathing. I think we talked about like it was. It, yeah. I. 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 I'm feeling good about the convo. I'm feeling well, good. This was very nice. Yeah. Very, very, and I had a personal realization. <laughs> I mean, how, how often that happens in conversation with people. That's really nice. It's good. It's good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Well, thank you for having me, Joanna. Oh, thank you for coming on and uh, talking to me about fake confidence and confidence in general. It's been It's been super, super interesting to hear your thoughts on it and also to like hear your journey with it um it's it's such an interesting topic like i love talking to women specifically about it because it's like when i met you i was like oh you're so confident and then the same thing you know like where you're like what no i'm not like stop thinking i'm confident i'm not like what no you are (laughs) no i'm not like we were like the two people who were very similar from outside yeah Uh, kind of like 
going away from each other because we we're both like pushing each other away yeah. because outside of us was very much the same that's the feeling at least i have like confidence intimidating mm-hmm. uh, well, well, although you're tall so not that similar <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's Thank you so much to Tanin for joining me on the podcast. I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope you did too. I just wanted to remind you, if you enjoyed the podcast, remember to rate, to like, to subscribe, to write a review. Um, And I want to remind you that if you do that before... February 2nd, 2020, if you rate and review the podcast and then send me a screenshot of it, you will be entered to win a free 45 minute coaching session with me. So if you're interested in that, make sure to rate and review the podcast and then send me a screenshot of it and you'll be entered into the giveaway. As always, thank you for listening and I love you so much. Have a good day.